Attention hoop nerds. The Six Way Basketball Tournament is coming back to Madison College December 16th and 17th. Through the next few episodes, you're going to hear from the participating coaches and learn a little bit about their players and their teams. Lacrosse Central is returning as champions, and they play Friday night in the 8 p.m. game versus Joliet West. To kick off the event, we have Nina defending Division I champions in Wisconsin versus Wanakee at 6.30 on Friday night. And a new feature for the Six-Way Basketball Tournament, to start Saturday, we have a showcase game between the Verona Wildcats and the defending Division Three runner-up West Salem Panthers. SixOwayBasketball.com is linked in the notes. Make sure you get your tickets today. You don't want to miss out on high school basketball's best. The 32-team bracket is revealed on the 13th of November. We'll reveal our bowl game matchups immediately after that. Welcome to the Competitive Mindset Podcast. Each interview, we talk to leaders who differentiate themselves and achieve high levels of performance through the lens of motivation, competitiveness, and mindset. These conversations lead to thought-provoking idea sharing and growth accompanied by entertaining storytelling. Welcome along on our journey to lifelong learning, improved performance, and a look inside the competitive mindset. And Mike Shaw, welcome back to the competitive mindset. We have a lot more things to talk about, but I want to start with something I've never done before, some word association with you. Mm -hmm. So I'll say a word, and then you tell me thoughts that come to your mind. All right? The word new. New. I I kind of associate the the new with uh obviously the refreshing ideas you know a new idea comes to mind um the word new for me is is new beginnings I'm always trying to better myself as a person an individual I'm always trying to better myself for my family so when I hear the word new I just think of like the word beginning starting fresh you know every new year is something fresh and I thought after college basketball that you know I would lose interest in college sports playing sports um and i thought that you know life would you know eventually get worse but i was totally wrong life just is continuing to get better and i'm just doing enough to keep myself busy all right so if i say the word groundbreaking what do you think of groundbreaking i i think of a groundbreaking to me would be like a like an idea that everyone can associate themselves with coming out with an idea that can help the overall population. It's kind of like the iPhone, cell phones, everything, a groundbreaking come to me, it would be an idea. That's a good word though. That one's a tough one for me. Cause like the bowl games, I mean, that to me is, that's like the, the only time in my life where I've really followed through with something. So I would feel more like an idea would be groundbreaking. Okay, if I say the word unknown, how does that make you think or feel? Unknown. Oh, that's a tough one, too. I mean, unknown is, to me, is do you really know a person until you get to get to spend time with them? I mean, a lot of people don't know that I like model trains, and I'm probably not going to tell them that. Um, they'd have to figure that out if they come over to my house. Um, but yeah, unknown would that's a tough one. But yeah, getting to know someone I think would be unknown for me. Because I, I interview people for a living. So I really like to get to know people. And I have to do it in such a short period of time. You know, sometimes I'm only spending 30 to 60 to 90 minutes with somebody. And it's hard to judge a book that quickly. But I've been doing it for 12 years. All right, last one. Responsibility. Oh, man. 
I'm going to just go with foster care. My wife and I started a foster home in September of 2020. And I remember when I got the call for the first placement. And typically when couples get pregnant, they have, you know, typically seven to eight months to prepare, right? We had 45 minutes before he was at our house. So, so that to me, responsibility is like all of a sudden I went from being a, you know, laying on my uh, recliner working. And then 45 minutes later, I had a walking, talking toddler at my house. So that to me was probably the most life-changing experience just because all of a sudden I was just like 48 hours of fear. Like, what am I doing? So responsibility, now I've got it down. You know, now we have another child in our house and it's really been a great way for me to, to learn responsibility, not just work, but I'm talking taking care of a child because I've never, I never done that until September of 2020. So I came up with these words thinking about the Isthmus Bowl and what it took to get it off in mm -hmm. the first year. And yeah. it took us into some great space as far as your mindset and the person that you are in mm -hmm. order to do this. So here we are almost a year later and the Isthmus Bowl was a huge success. And now you also have the Lakefront Bowl. Yes. So you now doubled your workload. You've doubled everything that you're doing, but you have some mm -hmm. of your, your experiences to rely on. So I'm curious about thinking back to the Isthmus Bowl. Yeah. You did a lot of planning. You had a lot of great systems in place. What's something that didn't go according to plan at the Isthmus Bowl, but it still turned out all right for you in the end? That's a great question. Um, you know, the the I didn't get any negative feedback from either coach. So that to me was, you know, I was hoping for some kind of constructed or negative feedback of them saying, hey, Mike, you know, what's what are some of the issues that took place? Um, I was, you know, I, I obviously I wanted more people to be there, but the people that were there had such a wonderful experience. So everybody was so appreciative. And one of the things I kind of like about the bowl game and one of the things I don't like is that I can't control who gets in the bowl game. It's a game you qualify for. So it's not division. It's not like Division One where you invite the Badgers to the Las Vegas Bowl, and that's one of the exciting pieces. Is I don't know who my matchup is until six days before it, so I have to plan. So I'd say that was one of the experiences. I created it that way, so that's on me. But that's one of the negative pieces. Is I can't control who gets in my bowl game, and the two teams that are the furthest schools from the venue qualified for the bowl game. But everybody was really appreciative of the overall experience. Um, so that's that's pretty much what I thought negatively. Um, and then for me, I, I don't have any background in event management. I've never, I think maybe running a bowl game with maybe biting off a little bit more than I can chew. I mean, you know, I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. But at the end of the day, I was like, okay, I did it. It was great. But I was really nervous the entire day because I was focused on the event when I should have just enjoyed it. Um, but about maybe about three weeks ago, I watched the game for the first time on my laptop and I was able to listen to the ESPN broadcast by Mike Poodle and Jesse Nelson while I was mowing the lawn. And it was a really exciting football game. It really was. So did you watch and listen to it so you could find joy in it? So, or so you could research ways to improve for next year. I wanted to find joy in it. That's why I was watching and listening to it. But I already even made improvements. This year, we're going to do a banquet for the teams the night before at Cardinal Heights Upper Middle School, right next to Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium. We did switch the venue. Um, the Visit Sun Prairie and Downtown Sun Prairie are really getting involved. 
So the city of Sun Prairie is almost rolling out the red carpet for the Isthmus Bowl. And I want to keep it in that area for, for the foreseeable future. But we're inviting both teams the night before. We're doing practices at the field on Friday. And then we are having a banquet where each team, each conference commissioner is going to speak. Each head coach is going to speak. And then each team is going to hand select a student athlete to speak on behalf of their team. So it's going to be a really cool um, bit of sportsmanship to get together, get both teams, you know, kind of see what your opponent looks like the night before, shake hands, and then, you know, go to battle the next day. So that's the only major change I'm making. And then this year we're switching to digital ticketing through the Just a Game app. So when I think about teams getting together the night before, I think about a heavyweight fight and the weigh-in before the fight. There could be some cool <laughs> drama there. That's, that, that could happen. There could be a food fight. I hope that doesn't happen, but you just never know. Never know with college kids. So the Isthmus Bowl took off after year one with great reviews, and now you also have the Lakefront Bowl. Can you walk yes. us through the story and how the Isthmus Bowl evolved into adding the Lakefront Bowl? Yeah, so... I started with the Isthmus Bowl, and you know, you and I both know I did not play football in college, so I have no allegiance to football whatsoever. I did play in high school, but the Isthmus Bowl started from me just, you know, being at my house, and it was kind of that quarantine boredom. You know, I was so bored, and one day I just was, you know, what I'm gonna start a bowl game, and I just went to work. Yeah, I worked on it for like 72 hours. I came up with a logo, bowl game proposal, and. All of a sudden, within two weeks, I, I had my idea rolling. You know, I had Culver's as the lead sponsor. I reached out to both leagues, and they both were completely on board. And it really took off from there. It took me about 18 months overall of planning. But between me and you, I actually had the Lakefront Bowl planned around the same time, except both those conferences really weren't interested at first because they didn't really think the Isthmus Bowl was going to happen. They thought, oh, it's a cool idea. But then they saw the social media buzz from the Isthmus Bowl. Um, the Isthmus Bowl got more media coverage than the first round NCAA tournament football games by, by a long shot. And then the Lakefront Bowl, the both conference commissioners, athletic directors, and head coaches were like, you know, where's our bowl game? And I said, well, I pitched this to you a year ago. And then all of a sudden I started to get buy-in. Same thing. I started to get buy-in for both leagues, both commissioners, head coaches, and the Lakefront Bowl was born. So now I went from one bowl game to two games and it has been incredible because not only do I watch even more D3 football, but I see those games at the end of the year that just matter a little bit more than they used to. So which conferences are in the Lakefront Bowl? What, where is your venue for that? And is there anything uh, different from the Isthmus Bowl that you're doing with the Lakefront Bowl? Selection process is the exact same. It's the best team in the Midwest Conference versus the Northern Athletics Conference that doesn't qualify for the NCAA tournament. So one of the unique things about the Lakefront Bowl is typically those conferences don't garner a pool C bid because there's only five at-large bids out of 32. So you have a lot of teams vying for just five spots. And when Midwest Conference and NAC, their strength of schedule usually isn't as strong as the WIC or CCIW, you end up with two really good teams that don't even get considered for the NCAA tournament. So now it would be the Midwest Conference versus the NAC. I mean, it could be like uh, Monmouth versus Benedictine or Ripon versus St. Norbert, something like that. So it's good football teams. And typically what ends up happening with like Aurora or uh, like a Lake Forest, when they get in the NCAA tournament, they end up having to play Whitewater or St. John's or Oshkosh, you know, some really good football teams. So 
I think the Lakefront Bowl is going to be a great matchup, and I think the Isthmus Bowl is going to be a great matchup as well. So who could be playing in these potential games? We're, you know, most of the way through the season at this point, yep. and your social media does a great job of highlighting results of each week. So mm-hmm. you have to have it down to some semblance of teams that will be playing in each one. So who could be there? It's a tough for the Isthmus. It's really tough right now for the WIC because there are four teams that are tied for second. So right now it's somewhat wide open. It all depends on, I think it could come down to the River Falls lacrosse game on November 5th, if I'm doing my, you know, simulating correctly. So one of those teams, I think maybe the loser of that game gets into the Isthmus Bowl. But what happened this past weekend is Platteville upset River Falls. So that kind of jumbled everything up and then the cciw that league's a little bit more top heavy um you have you know three really good teams and i think that game could come down to the qualifier for that could come down to wash U versus wheaton on november 5th so those are the two games that i kind of got highlighted but honestly in the wic it could be anybody between lacrosse platteville stout and uh river falls are all two and one and then whitewater's three and all the lakefront bowl is honestly has even more possibilities. You have four teams in the Midwest Conference that are either four and one in conference or five and zero, oh. and then in the NAC you got Aurora, you have uh, Concordia, Saint Norbert, Benedictine that are all in the hunt. So you got a lot of teams that games are just going to matter more and more. But I could see maybe Benedictine versus Lake Forest or Benedictine versus Monmouth, one of the matchup, but Concordia they could get into. So that's what I'm thinking right now is it's so exciting to see what the potential matchups could be. And like I told you earlier, I can't control it, but the teams control it, which I love. So what's the date and time of each bowl game? The uh, Actually, I didn't tell you the venue for the Lakefront Bowl. Um, it kicks off at 12 p.m. on November 19th at Wisconsin Lutheran College, Rabbi Stadium, right off of the Zoo Interchange. So that kicks off at noon. And then... The Isthmus Bowl kicks off at 3 p.m. So my weekend is I'm going to actually be in Madison, Sun Prairie, on Friday. I'm going to be at both practices, and then I'm going to go to the banquet, and then I'm going to leave to go to Milwaukee, spend the night, set up for that bowl game until about 10 a.m., and then I have to drive back to Madison to get the Isthmus Bowl set up. So I have an entire different crew that's running the Lakefront Bowl for me, but I'll end up being in both cities on multiple occasions that entire week. So it's going to be a crazy weekend, but it's going to be a really cool day for Division Three football in Wisconsin because you got Whitewater that will probably host a first-round game. You have Lacrosse that could possibly host, or River Falls, whoever gets into that Pool C bid, and then you got two bowl games all at once, all on the same day. So it could be a pretty cool day for Division Three in Wisconsin. And then the Badgers, thank the Lord, are on the road this year. So they're not going to be at home. So you have loaded your day with activity. Yes. How did you go through the logistics of planning when the games would happen and how you're going to manage everything that needs to get done in order to have this event kick off? So I had to form bowl game advisory committees for both both bowl games. So each bowl game advisory committee comprises of each league commissioner, and then four ADs and four head coaches from each of the conferences that are competing against each other. And basically those times were voted on. 
So I said, do you want to kick off at 7 p.m.? Do you want to kick off at 3? Or do you want to kick off at noon? The Lakefront Bowl Committee said we'd love to do a noon kickoff because then we'd be home later that night. And it's kind of, you know, noon kickoff, November 19th. You have no idea what the weather is going to be like. Last year, the Isthmus Bowl, the weather was incredible. But the, the Isthmus Bowl Committee, they're kind of committed to that 3 p.m. time slot. So I really, you know, I... I didn't plan it. They're the ones that said, can we do, can we kick off at this time? So I decided to kick off at 3 p.m. due to the success of the Isthmus Bowl last year and when it actually kicked off. And then I'm, I think you may have saw it, but River Falls basically took all, to, took over an entire parking lot tailgating, which is pretty cool. I think we'll have a similar similar uh, deal this year. So off that note, let's just choose the Isthmus Bowl because it has history. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can you walk us through what a fan will experience when they come to the game? And it is a new venue this year, as you mentioned, but yep. the premise is still the same. Yes. So the fan experience um, so kicks off at 3 p.m. The parking lot, the nice thing about Sun Prairie's parking lot is it's all right there. The stadium is right there. You don't have to drive around the school, like similar to Verona, where you had to go all the way around. You know, it's all right there. So the parking lot opens at noon for tailgating. And Kickoff is at 3 p.m. Uh, Craig Culver is going to be there. Culver's Restaurants, they're doing a promotion at all 144 of their restaurants in Wisconsin to promote the Isthmus Bowl. And the winner of that promotion will get six VIP passes, two parking passes, and they'll be able to take their picture with the new, you know, new Scoopy. And then Craig Culver will also be there as well. Um, one of the unique things, too, is uh, the stadium is sort of like a neutral site it's not like a home or a road team you know in a way wash you they were the road team last year and we slapped them on the other side well this year i don't know if you've been to sun prairie stadium but it's equal almost equal on both sides so you're not going to have a team that gets the shaft on whether you know they're on one side or the other Uh, we're going to have two concession stands open we're going to do a punt pass and kick special olympics is going to compete at halftime and our VIP tent is going to be incredible this year. So that's kind of the the fan experience. They also have a huge video board where we'll be able to play ads, videos. We'll be able to you know put some you know cool graphics up there, and then we'll be able to put our Isthmus Bowl highlight video from last year. So the fan experience it's getting better. I might need a if someone gave me five years, I think this game game is going to continue to grow. I mean we've already out we've already moved the venue. We got Culver's on board. I mean, it's just, it's already blown up in one year. It's, it's getting really exciting, especially this time of year. Okay, you glossed over too many things there. Number one, sorry. can you and me compete in the pump pass and kick contest at halftime or before the game whenever <laughs> it happens? Because you versus me would be highly entertaining. That would be fun. No, actually, the high school kids at Sun Prairie are going to be doing the punt, pass, and kick. Um, and I've actually partnered with Sun Prairie East and Sun Prairie West High School. They have a couple business marketing classes that are helping me market the game in Sun Prairie. Um, you know, doing a SWOT analysis, doing helping me with some social media stuff. So I've kind of helped them turn it into a class project. So they're doing a lot of cool stuff on the side for me, and then they're pretty much just doing it for experience, which is pretty cool. But they're the ones that are planning all the halftime stuff. Okay, and then you mentioned new Scoopy. I have a mm-hmm. young child who loves Culver's. That's yes. really groundbreaking news. So new Scoopy, what does that <laughs> entail? I think I think they have a. I think they're unveiling a new Scoopy, um, and that mascot is going to be at the game. 
So that's going to be really cool. We're going to have the Scoopy mascot. We didn't have that last year. That's going to be really cool for, you know, children aspect. You know, I want it to appeal to all demographics. You know, a football game, the one thing that maybe is tough is that people don't know who the matchup is until November 13th, like I mentioned. But there's been a good deal of local community interest, which is really exciting for the city of Sun Prairie. Well, as a resident, it, it's super cool. And I love the idea of having the marketing students at the high schools involved with it because it's giving them great experience as well. So yes. tell us about your social media platforms and where people can follow along so they can get the latest information about each of the bowl games. Absolutely. So we have a Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for both bowl games. It's at Isthmus Bowl and at Lakefront Bowl. On November 13th, after the 32-team tournament is revealed on NCAA.com, we will reveal our bowl game matchups less than five minutes after that. And as soon as those graphics go onto all three of our social media platforms, the ticketing link will go live. The apparel link will go live. Live streaming, they can purchase. And everything will be on our social media that they'll need to also be on our website. I am having Isthmus Bowl website kind of retooled and redone. So it's going to look much cooler and we're going to have a countdown clock on it. But yeah, that's going to be uh, what the fans will be able to see is as soon as the 32 team bracket is revealed on the 13th of November, we'll reveal, reveal our bowl game matchups immediately after that. All right. These games can't happen without the support of a lot of people. And you've already mentioned the community. You've mentioned Culver's. I'm not sure yes. if you mentioned, I won't say any others. So tell me about others that have supported you to help make these games possible. Yeah, so I, I've gotten a lot of interest from other sponsors too. Um, some local, some Madison, um, but but mainly it's people that just that I know growing up in Madison. I went to Edgewood as I as you know, and uh, you know, I have a couple of friends that became, you know, sponsors through their local businesses, Hallman Lindsay, Quick Trip, American Family, um, High Side Enterprises, uh, Uline, Inovino restaurants in Madison. So they're all they're going to bring anywhere from four to eight people. And then the one sponsor that I'm really excited to join us is the Bank of Sun Prairie because they're the naming sponsor for the Bank of Sun Prairie Stadium at Ashley Field. So those are the people that have all gotten involved. And then just a lot of it is just local family um, and people that are just going to come to the game. But a big difference this year is the Sun Prairie Tourism Commission got involved and they gave me a, a fantastic grant to be able to to put towards the experience of the game and the lakefront bowl does do any of those sponsors cross over are there changes what do you have for that so cousin subs is my major sponsor so it's called the cousin subs lakefront bowl and we are going to have the current ceo christine speck do the coin flip so they're the they're the leading sponsor but we also have uline which crosses over both bowl games uh we have northwestern mutual um and then we have and Trust Title Group, a guy who I know through Closed Gym. And then we have uh, Six Sibs Capital. And then and there's one other one. Sprecher Root Beer is getting involved. So it's it's a smaller list. Um, but at the same time, the sponsors are what make the games possible. All right. I think we've covered everything there is to know about the bowl game. Yes. So mm -hmm. I want to get you out of here on a non-business-related question. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. If you could obtain one superhero power, what would it be and what would you do with it? Jeez, I was always a fan of Nightcrawler teleportation. 
that would be number one for me because I always want to be places like final four men's basketball. I would love to teleport there. I'm not a big traveler anymore. I used to travel a lot for work. If I could teleport, it would make it much easier for sporting events, being places, traveling around the world. But the traveling piece, I just don't like it. So if I had that teleportation, that would be it. I think that's the next endeavor for a sponsor for the Isthmus Bowl and the Lakefront Bowl so people can teleport to the games. <laughs> that would be cool. The closest we can get to teleportation is live stream. So if they're interested in purchasing the live stream, they can, they can buy that because everything is streamed nowadays. You when we it. were in college, the streaming services weren't as good. Now they're everywhere. It was probably better for us so people couldn't see how weak our games were. But in any case. <laughs> yes. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing. And I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, both games shake out and who's playing in them this year. Sounds good. Thank you, Billy.